0: Welcome to Spilling the Tea with UHPP, where TEA stands for Truth, Education, and Advice Surrounding Sexual Health. Get your cups and cozies ready, because the tea is what? H-O-T, hot.
1: Yeah! Okay, welcome, 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 folks. Today, we are going to be talking about all those myths floating around out there. The stuff you learned about uh, sex, the stuff you learned about sexual health that you thought were true, but actually turned out to be completely And totally incorrect.
2: right. so Omaya and Sarah, let's start here. What are some things that you were taught um, growing up sex ed and all that stuff, or used to believe?
0: Uh thinking back, me and Sarah were just talking about how it's so hard to remember from when like when you were younger, about all the little Mm -hmm. things that were like in and out of your head. But I feel like I distinctly remember like being absolutely sure that The country that someone was born in, just like the physical space, like if you were born there, that was your first language automatically. No matter what you were taught, if you moved, if you were just there on vacation, like that was your first language. (laughs) Undoubtedly and and indisputably. But, and then other than that, I don't know if I remember having too many memories about like, I don't know, about like maybe storks being um how kids came to be or anything like that i was a lifetime kid so i okay. felt like <laughs> a lot of the stuff i saw on there was molding my ideas about like things like that so and on yeah, lifetime they didn't the talk classic. about storks, they talked about affairs <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel when I feel like when you talk about storks bringing like babies to doorsteps, there's just like that like iconic stork flying in the night, bringing a baby in like a cloth wrap to the doorstep. Yeah, I definitely remember that uh, one too. In lifetime, oh, they was always... bringing other stuff to doorsteps. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were, and they continue to do so. It's always a surprise, yeah. really. <laughs> um, so, in addition to like the stork, of course. Um, something that I kind of remember hearing when I grew up was, like, if, you know, somebody with a vagina has sex um, for the first time, vaginal sex, that they would bleed, um, which I remember thinking was kind of scary. Uh, you know, what is this about? But also I remember being reinforced in a video that I saw, which I was talking about earlier, and it was, like, this younger gal in, like, a white colonial dress and then this maybe older dude and they were like in a barn and they didn't like show really anything graphic but then afterwards there was like redness and like blood, a little like spot on her dress or like underneath where the supposed sexual act has happened. Um, So yeah, I haven't thought about it in a long time, actually. (laughs) I just wanna Uh, know like who's in the writer's room? Who's in the writer's room with these stories and these movies and
0: these shows? (laughs)
1: Isn't that Writing all the theory. question? I'm actually, I'm going to have to Google this afterwards, see what, like, which movie it was and if my memory serves me right. But, um yeah, definitely.
2: Colonial people.
1: Yeah, right. Colonial people, <laughs> yeah. white dress. Sex. Good.
2: <laughs> yeah. My uh, big thing that I grew up with was directly through school, um, was like the idea of abstinence, not having sex before you're married. Um, And that started when some type of group, I don't know where they came from, but they basically talked about just being safe in general, but they like really pushed, you know, abstinence. And the way they got, you know, all of us, middle school, so I don't know, 11, 12 year olds, the way they got us, you know, convinced us to you know be abstinent was they gave us this card and like a gold promise ring of some sort and for me I, I was just like oh okay I guess that's what it is and then everybody was like oh every everybody that entire rest of the day was like we have a gold ring this is cool and then literally later on in the year a couple grades ahead uh, another group came in um just teaching about condoms and, you know, if you are gonna have sex, use condoms, don't, you know. And she was just like, you know, I can't give them out in the classroom, but I'll be right across the street. Similar to what we have done, I believe. So Mm -hmm. I got those two sides then. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. Sounds interesting.
0: Uh, I've heard of different schools having that, those type of abstinence um, programs with the rings, and like little promise statements and stuff. So that's an experience yeah.
1: for sure. Mm. Yeah. Which, not to knock like abstinence as an option, but that just it like being yeah. yeah. options. Like, let's talk about options. But yeah, to grow up and kind of have like maybe misinformation or, you know, bias yeah. or whatnot. But mm. do you still have that reading yeah.
2: mm. <laughs> uh Well, <laughs> come on out. No, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's funny
0: yeah but rearing what you said sarah like having it be the only option being taught as like the only thing that there could be that's uh where it gets where it gets hairy um okay so we got those things down those are some of the things that we had personally but we also got some blurbs um from some people who anonymous anonymously words who anonymously um, told us some of their stories and some of the things that they used to believe. Um, I have got one that I'll read now um, from an anonymous listener. Um, they said, I'm not sure how I got it in my head, but I used to believe that babies came out of people's butts. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure.
0: That's cute. They said <laughs> They said, I'm not sure when I realized that this wasn't true, but it's a good thing I did. <laughs> i think a
1: lot more people than you would think thought it used to be like a butt poop thing oh probably yeah especially depending on the type of maybe like birth thing mm-hmm. experience people are having but oh that's kind of cute i think you know like poop <laughs> poop here we go <laughs> hey you're welcome
0: um next uh anonymous story or anonymous anecdote um is This person says a myth that they used to believe is that all people with vaginas um, can orgasm through penetrative sex alone without any other stimulation. They got the idea through movies, music, and porn, and when they became sexually active, they realized that this might be the case for some people, but most people with vaginas need more than just penetration to orgasm. And my cat is commenting on this. (laughs) If you can hear them. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a loaded statement with a nice little mm. happy ending there. Ending. Yeah, I think we talked
0: about with that with our last episode, talking about like how things like movies, porn, media can like really mm. portray a certain ideal when it comes to how people experience pleasure, what's supposed to feel good, what's supposed to be like the idea of sexual experience, and that sticks with people, whether it's true or not or misleading. Oh, for sure. So yeah. a... Anybody else have any other anecdotes?
2: Um, I guess um, just a, maybe not so much a myth in a literal sense, but a lot of the young people that I've worked with are are seen out out and about when we used to be able to table way, way, way back. Um, a lot of them just didn't understand the concept of like. Like transgender, or anything besides being, you know, straight, or, you know, they didn't really understand too much of it because I don't think mm. um, it was taught too much in school. Um, but uh, I know that a lot of them were thankful for coming in, coming to us as uh, some of the educators and learning about, you know, the intricacies of all that stuff.
0: So with that, let's dive into some more of the common myths that typically go around that some of us or probably most of us have heard either when we were younger um, or somewhere along the line. And we can get into debunking those things. And I'm going to debunk my cat if he doesn't stop meowing.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, do we
0: must have know, a lot to say you know? on the subject because he probably takes in a lot of content as well. I mean, Liz mm-hmm.
1: an educator, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Lord. Okay. So getting into this first little
0: bit. Um. So the first one that we could talk about, we have them kind of laid out into a couple of different sections or a couple of different topics, and the first one is going to be pregnancy and birth control. So in that realm, one of the myths or one of the big things that go around when it comes to pregnancy and birth control um, and just pregnancy prevention is that there are no birth control options for people with penises and testicles that's something that like a lot of people think and it's really not true but there is some there's some of the things that might go into that is like if you look into different countries for example there are more options in some places than in other places of course there's condoms everywhere right and that is a birth control option that a lot of people overlook that people with penises could use but there's also one that either is in development or is in use and i think a few other countries and it's called vasagel has anybody ever heard of vasagel before
1: is that the injectable in the vas mm-hmm. deferens it's kind of like a temporary yes
0: technique. exactly um so it's like if anybody who doesn't know a vasectomy Um, is when someone um, with testicles and a penis, if they decide that they no longer want to be able to get someone pregnant, they get something called the vas deferens cut, which is like the tube that sperm have to travel through to get out of the body when someone ejaculates. If they get that cut, then there can't be any sperm in the semen when they ejaculate. Um, But that's a permanent procedure. But something called Vasagel came out, like, I think a couple of years ago, and it's basically an injection in that same area, the vas deferens, where it's kind of like cement. It's like a cement plug or a cement block that, like, kind of just sits there so that sperm can't get past it and be in semen when someone ejaculates. But it's dissolvable, like, with some other injection. So it's only temporary. And that's a really, really, really cool thing. It's, I think it, Sarah, doesn't it fall under the category of a lark, a long-acting reversible contraceptive?
1: I think so, and from what I've read, it's, like, pretty effective, too. hmm yeah. 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 I feel like the onus of a birth control, I think, like, you know, we would agree falls a lot on people with vaginas, unfortunately, but there are these methods in other countries, and even things that are being approved, like you said, here in the United States, they're working on a pill, um, mm-hmm. which didn't get passed for side effects reasons to those, and also but I've read of, like, um gosh gels or um like lotions of sorts or something that you apply you rub into the skin that's absorbed that way and can work there's definitely things out there whether they're available is a different story
0: yeah that that's the thing and i i feel like if enough um with all these different options that are either being developed or out there and that could possibly be made available um we could either hope that they come and be available here soon or people can start expressing like more and more um desire to have those things and then that could help like speed that process along and get it here faster so there are more options out there and then there's also we'll and we'll talk about this a little bit later because it's always um kind of involved in this kind of like myths or in this uh misconceptions realm when we talk about sexual health stuff withdrawal withdrawal is another option for people with penises when it comes to birth control um we can talk about the effectiveness and the efficacy and the consistency of the efficacy (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it is an option right it is something so there are options out there for people with penises let's see what's another one that we have okay the second one that we have is Someone can't get pregnant the first time they have sex. This one okay. has been out there forever. <laughs> but of course that's not true. If someone is is has gone through puberty and has started menstruating and they have sex, then they are able to get pregnant the first time, the second time, anytime. And that's why it's important to use protection if that's not an outcome that someone wants. Yeah, anytime
1: there's penis and vagina involved actual Mm -hmm. way but definitely happen. Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm start
0: with tricky you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) they do what they do (laughs) number three okay so the myth is someone can't get pregnant on their period or right after they've had a baby okay so on the period one that's one that still goes around that's one that um i've heard in schools and from students even just within the last couple of years that is not true. Someone can get pregnant if they have unprotected sex during their period. And the reason why is because even though they may not be ovulating, which means there may not be an egg cell waiting for a sperm to come fertilized in the moment that they're bleeding and they're having their period. But like I said, sperm are tricky and they can wait inside the reproductive tract for like around five days.
1: Mm -hmm. five six days
0: like around five or six days give or take a day or two and just wait and just lie and wait for an egg cell to come out and to fertilize and start a pregnancy so someone could have unprotected sex and have semen get into the vagina on one day and then that can cause a pregnancy almost a week later
1: Mm -hmm. and sometimes people um release more than one egg like not to say mm-hmm. it's super common but it has happened and there are instances where people have uh become pregnant that way
0: mm-hmm. and that's fraternal twins right
1: or oh, fraternal, sure. fraternal quadruplets depending <laughs> on how many the possibilities are endless i think that's what we're getting at
0: yeah yes. um okay so there's that one and then and then after you had a baby so that one that one gets really tricky because so many things are going on in the body right after someone gives birth and it may be true that they might not ovulate or get their menstrual cycle like back to the way it was before they gave birth for a little while but that time frame varies depending on who that person is whether they're breastfeeding consistently or not and so it's important to know that like you still have to have protection if you want to avoid another pregnancy, and you can't just rely on the fact that you might not get pregnant or that you won't get pregnant because you just gave birth. So that's something to think about. Okay. What's this other one? Okay, so another myth that we have on here is that queer people cannot get pregnant. That is something that goes around a lot. Does anybody have anything that they want to say more on that one about?
1: Uh, yeah, I think definitely. Um... You know, uh, learning the different ways people identify, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whether they identify as being straight, right? Or gay, or wh- any type of identity that falls under the queer umbrella. Um, I hear a lot of times students are like, you know, people in same sex relationships can't get this or can't do that, or um, people who identify as, um, you know, transgender uh trans male trans female can't get pregnant when it really comes down to the anatomical parts that people have and the type of behaviors that they are engaging in
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's an important thing to clear up um and then also i've seen a lot of things talking about how even if if a trans person who decides to um do any type of hormone therapy or any gender-affirming hormone therapy that even though that someone is on those hormones even for years sometimes they are still able to either get pregnant or get somebody pregnant at times so that's something to consider too when you talk about this okay and the next one that we have on here is oral
1: sex can result in pregnancy yeah because it's all connected you just gulp and then yeah. like <laughs> sperm are tricky and they just go found it wow <laughs> all
0: one connected happy abdomen <laughs> um, if someone so this of course is not true. We have different systems in our body that do different things. We have the digestive tract, which is connected to our mouths, and the end is our anuses, and then of course we have the reproductive tract, which is completely, completely separate. And I think that's another myth that like goes around with kids too, that like when someone is pregnant, it's in their stomach, mm-hmm. but it's literally in their stomach, they think. Yeah. Just because we refer to our whole abdomen as our stomach and all they see is our stomach getting bigger. So that definitely plays in there it is not in our stomach and oral sex cannot result in pregnancy unless it was maybe some situation it had to be some situation that was very specific like if someone had oral sex and then semen somehow got from outside of the body to the vulva to around the vaginal opening and then firm made it in the vagina somehow but they would have to get down there
1: or they so just can't happen because i'm sure by that <laughs> like I don't want to
0: rule anything out.
1: You
0: always want to be aware. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then the next one, same oh, David, was you going to say something?
2: No, I was just going to say that uh, you can also use condoms for oral sex. And there are yeah. a bunch of flavored ones, many different kinds.
0: Mm-hmm. And then also I dental dams point. as well. Yes. And we still have those available at UHPP if anybody wanted to go and find them in our area. I believe we have like mint flavor, grape, banana, strawberry, and vanilla. Am I missing one? I think oh, that's yeah. it.
1: But come on down and find out.
0: Yeah, I think we even have a wild berry. <laughs> I
1: think so. Actually, we have wild mm. berry as well. I think we do Getting have one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Okay. Um, and then also the next one kind of applies to what we just talked about. That anal sex can result in pregnancy. That one, um, just like the last one, like we said, the reproductive tract and the digestive tract are not the same tract. But when it comes to this idea that anal sex can result in pregnancy, if someone had anal sex and someone ejaculated um inside of the rectum and or inside of the anus and that came and that dripped out and then got on the vulva, then that could be another way. But again, yeah. all this leads back to it has to get around or inside of the vaginal opening for it to really. Say,
1: oh, my. That's the thing
0: to drive that, home. Because,
1: yeah, we know. You gotta drive oh, that evolved. home. Park Burn, it. They swim. Ah. Yeah, you gotta. Like, exactly what you said.
0: <laughs> Hello, park it. <laughs> all, all the things put the parking space in the park, parking pass in the windshields so you don't get a ticket all the things oh, cool. um okay this next one has been around for a while green mountain dew kills sperm mm.
1: sure that's does. what
0: <laughs> radioactive <laughs> that, that stuff oh my god <laughs> I, yeah I'm not...
2: it's um i still think it's definitely a big big thing um nowadays but I think uh, when I looked it up some time ago, basically, caffeine has, like, very little effect at all, and you would have to drink, like, a bunch of 12-packs of soda or a bunch of coffee to even have, like, a slight effect, if any. Like, there were some evidence that showed it, it affected it a little bit, but not in any effective way by any means
0: yeah <laughs> no more to add like yeah the, the. i wonder if how much widespread like this still is that people mm-hmm. are out here thinking like oh if i drink green mountain dew i don't gotta worry about nothing i'm, I'm good people, do people
2: still drink green? mountain dew like
1: that probably
2: uh i'm not gonna lie i just got <laughs> some the other day <laughs> it wasn't green so I don't know.
1: okay well,
0: like then cold rain or uh. something. Maybe. <laughs> Let's see what else do we got. So, uh, next one: Sex is dangerous during pregnancy. This one's still going around. It it should not it should not be. I don't think that um, anything that we know uh, that would make it dangerous. Um, I think like the the main like fear that people have if they don't understand like some of the anatomical parts is that like if someone has vaginal sex then somehow that could be harmful to um a growing fetus but we have the cervix there is the end of the vagina and the beginning of the uterus it's like this gate that makes sure that anything inside the vagina is not any solid objects aren't going to be able to get into the uterus um and that includes penises or sex toys or anything like that that might be in there so that's always going to be protected and separate That'd
1: so that's not a strong word screen door i would say mm-hmm.
0: yeah like like a lock on a like a lock on a on a river what how does that I, i'm not done
1: social stuff i don't know
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thing is, though, right I sex is not dangerous for them, right, for, you know, for a, for a growing fetus. And sometimes it can actually help depending on, uh, you know, how far along people are in the pregnancy process if they're looking to um, maybe get that baby out of there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, what is next? Um. Okay, what about this one? I don't know if I've heard this one too much, but. I feel like it's been in the the matrix, the myth matrix, when it comes to sexual health stuff. Um, spraying perfume on your belly while someone is pregnant can hurt the
1: fetus. Hmm. I mean, I if you're like talking about, um, like an osmosis of sort.
0: Oh, bring
1: a science class back. But maybe that's kind of like where that comes from. Or maybe depending on like different cultures or whatnot.
2: I can see why uh, people would believe that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I put, you Mm -hmm. know, like, what's that stuff called? Tiger Bomb on my muscles, and then they feel Mm -hmm. good afterwards. So maybe people are like, don't put this cotton candy. (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, icy hot. It, can, it can sink in yeah i can definitely see like how this might come to be something that people believe but as far as we know um we don't there there isn't any perfume that you could spray on your skin that would be that would be uh of a, a, a danger i have heard of things like or people being careful with um things like essential oils because some of them can have, like, different effects um, and stimulate different things um, if someone took them internally and, or maybe even sometimes ingest, ingested them or maybe used them topically. I've heard of precautions with that, so maybe that could be related.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. But who knows? That's a Google search right there. The Google search away. Okay. Next one. Oh, we kind of mentioned this one. Pulling out is a consistently reliable way to prevent pregnancy and or STDs so this one gets airy um so pulling out um another way to call it is withdrawal of course when it comes to stds it it can't help with stds at all because if there's no condoms being worn if there's no protection like um like i said like condoms or dental dams or anything like that then it's unprotected sex and stds could be spread period point blank there's nothing you can do for stds however um like we mentioned before it can have some effectiveness against preventing pregnancy but the reason why we usually talk about it with a little bit of caution is because there's so many different variables in the way that could make it so that it's very ineffective like for example um most of the time i won't say most of the time a lot of time for a lot of people a lot of the time for a lot of people um it's hard to tell and discern when they're about to orgasm and ejaculate in enough time that they could take the penis out, get it completely away from the vulva so that no semen is going anywhere near the, the vulva or the vaginal opening. Because um, if you time it wrong, then it's all out the window at that point. Mm. And then uh, on the other hand, there's something called pre-ejaculatory fluid, which is, or pre for short, which is like this liquid that comes out of the Penis before someone ejaculates or when someone is aroused to help, like, clean out the urethra and get it ready for sperm and semen to come through. Pre ejaculatory fluid or pre for short, sure, because it's a mouthful, doesn't have sperm in it per se because it's not semen, it's another liquid. But because it's cleaning out the urethra, it can pick up sperm that might be left in the urethra from the last time somebody ejaculated. So sperm can be in it and if that gets into someone's vagina that can cause a pregnancy so even if someone pulls out like perfectly that in that particular instance a pregnancy can still happen because of pre-cum washing viable sperm into the vagina so it's like it's it's not it's not a, it's not the most effective thing out there while it's an option and we're going to respect it as an option that some people could use if they choose to use it um it's just important to know like what might make it um more ineffective than effective in in certain cases
1: yeah Y'all have any more notes on the that one? i'd have to agree just kind of know on what to look out for it works when it works and it doesn't when it doesn't
0: mm-hmm. yep so it's an option but make sure you're educated on all of the ins and outs of withdrawal get it ins and outs Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm gonna stop now. Okay, the next one is um, if someone ejaculates outside of the body, you can't get pregnant. And we've kind of touched on this one a couple of times with some of the ones that we talked about. Even if someone ejaculates outside of the body, if it's anywhere near the vulva slash vaginal opening, sperm, tricky, tricky sperm can get into the vagina and cause a pregnancy. So it would have to be, uh, someone has to be certain that that semen is nowhere near the vulva. To ensure that they can't get in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But even pre-com comes into play. So that's a, yeah, what do you do? When you what do you do? <laughs> so there is that. Next one. You can't get pregnant if you have sex standing up. I heard this one when I was asking around, um, talking about or asking people around me if they had like heard me miss or anything that really stuck with them when they were younger, and this one came up a little bit, mm-hmm. like quite a lot gravity Um, yeah Mm because you're like gravity sperm can't find gravity they're small like you think (laughs) you would think um and then some type some people might experience like if someone has vaginal sex with someone with a penis and they ejaculate inside the vagina that like that semen might come out and it's like okay well most of it's out of there so risks go down but there are so many millions and millions or billions of sperm inside even just like a teaspoon or a micron or whatever that's not the right word probably scientific yeah, term for like a, le- table.
1: <laughs> a tablespoon or something others yeah, like billions of sperm 2.5 or something like
0: that yeah like billions and billions so even a tiny amount that might be left in the vagina even if it like goes out of the body that's more than enough to be able to cause a pregnancy so yeah. that is out of the window gravity cannot help you
1: Sperm are swimmers and they
2: will yeah swim. i did yeah. google it and micron is a very correct unit of measurement that's super 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 small so nice oh my, god. You. Thank
1: you,
0: David. Science. Oh my god that's great <laughs> i'm glad okay so coming to an end on some of these ones about pregnancy um and birth control the next one we have is oh have y'all ever heard you can't get pregnant you have sex in water uh, or yeah, like, you know, right. Know. Or jacuzzis.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, uh... oh, Jesus. Yeah. Right. Burn might be they're... hot, but they still they still do their yeah. job. I don't remember if I heard it. You can like it's more of a chance, or you can't. But I know something I... happens.
0: Yeah, like the the main thing to know is that like it don't matter whether you're in the air, whether you in the <laughs> water in the dry. The air. <laughs> air land if, or water if, if, yeah or sperm in the vagina at any point it could cause a pregnancy um yeah they, they thought sperm would get confused but sperm or swim let me stop It's <laughs> <There's> water <laughs> they swim. that's their job um okay next one is oh this one kind of is like the one about standing up because it has to do with the gravity you can't get pregnant if a person with a vagina is on top in the sexual situation with a person with a penis that the same thing gravity can't help mm-hmm. um and then we talked about this one pregnancies grow in the stomach like the actual stomach stomach that which would yeah. be amazing but it does not
1: Makes it does sense. not do that yeah based on um, like anatomically or physically what happens to the body what it looks like but nope
0: mm-hmm. yep not in the same in the same ballpark uh in the same ballpark of the abdomen, but not quite the same stadium? <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, this next one, you can't get pregnant from pre We just talked about how that's not true. Precum can have sperm in it. It's not initially having sperm in it because it's not semen, but it can, by way of washing out the urethra, getting it ready for sperm to come through, pick up sperm that might be left over from the last time someone ejaculated. So that's not true. Precon is a suspect in the pregnancy who done it game. Mm-hmm. Um and then the last one we have with this one, douching after sex can prevent pregnancy. This is something I think like is still pretty widely believed. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that like maybe rinsing out the the vagina after sex can help prevent pregnancy. Um I think the the thing to remember here is that if sperm got into the vagina at any time, that sperm is still viable to be able to cause a pregnancy, even like rinsing out the vagina after sex it might like help take some of that out but whatever's still in there is already in there
1: Mm -hmm. so that's the the main thing to remember yeah douching can help to depending on like what kind of application you're using can help to just like further move bacteria or Mm -hmm. um ejaculate towards the surface further in yeah yeah and then we could also
0: talk about how like when it comes to douching in general it's it's not recommended because
1: mm-hmm. and we'll we'll have this fun fact a little bit later should i just save it or yeah. should i just, say it? <laughs> just them. let them know we're on the subject okay. so, so, a
0: fun fact is that the vagina can keep itself clean right Woo-hoo. so the cervix, which we talked about a little bit before has a couple of different functions first it keeps things out of the uterus that might be in the vagina but it also secretes this mucus or this discharge called cervical discharge that slides down the walls of the vagina and comes out of the vagina as vaginal discharge. That mucus and that discharge helps keep the vagina's pH right, helps keeps it looking or feeling clean and pristine up in there, helps Ooh. keep everything like all great and healthy. So when someone, if someone puts any soaps, douches, perfumes or anything inside the vagina to clean it or change the smell of it, that can throw off the system in there. That's already keeping everything healthy, mm-hmm. um, and, and where it's I'm supposed like...
2: to. Yeah, yeah I was the say... prevalence oh, of those products, the the amount of times I see those products advertised, and like in an artistic design way, it, it's like super beautiful and this and that, and
1: then. But okay, it's a lie. It's just. Yeah.
2: Eh.
1: We could do a whole um, episode on like and stigma and expectation of the vagina and how it should and the vulva and, yes. and how it should smell and this and that. Um, but I was going to say even like certain types of lubes or even condoms and maybe even new partners, uh, new sex toys can throw off that balance as well. So you want to be mindful of using non-scented soaps, taking care of ourselves, not putting anything up there to make it smell like cotton candy. How much we mm-hmm. might <laughs> like candy. Vaginas um, supposed yeah. to smell like vaginas. And everybody's <laughs> different. Yeah, you know, yeah your, you know your discharge, and if it changes, good indicator that, you know, maybe we want to go to the doctor, <laughs> see if anything's going on. And that's such a good point, because, like,
0: everybody's different, everybody's discharge looks different at different times of the month, everybody might smell different at different times of the month, and that's why it's so important to know somebody's body, like, for a person to know their body very well and very intimately, so that if something is wrong, if something is off, they can catch it and be able to go and get seen get medicine get um checked out so that they can figure out what's going on and have the right um cure for that or the right treatment for that problem Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. douches are are not are not the way typically are not the way um Mm -hmm. okay so i think that's all for that section who's got the next ones
2: we have anatomy might need a little help on a couple of these but uh yeah yeah the first one is uh pee or urine coming out of the vagina um i personally remember i don't know specific shows but it was a running trope uh in random tv shows and movies growing up where uh you know boy kids you know when they find out that um People with vaginas don't, you know, urinate out of their vagina. They're like, "What do you mean?" And you know,
1: Mind so love. that's
2: what I, yeah, that's what I grew up with until you know basic sex education in school.
1: Yeah, still get that in the class. People are not mm-hmm. aware of how many holes there are. Mm-hmm. But I always yeah. like to draw the correlation between urine and urethra you and you together you that's a
2: good
0: message. thank you so much yes it comes out of the urethra people with vaginas have three openings the urethra where young comes out of and also for some people some forms of ejaculate can come out of during Mm -hmm. orgasm as well um and then the vagina that's where menstrual blood comes out of that's where um that's where discharge comes from that's where babies are born from and that's where vaginal sex happens that's where all that happens and then there's the anus where poop comes out of course so there's that there's three it's important to remember it's also important to remember to wipe from (laughs) i'm sorry we're just balls of knowledge and we're just getting it off oh yeah it's also important to remember to be wiping from front to back and not back to front particularly for people with vaginas because if you're wiping from back to Front after using the bathroom, particularly after pooping, you don't want to be dragging um what could be um poop back. from back where the anus is across the vaginal opening and then across the urethral opening because that can cause UTIs and vaginal infections. So you want to make sure that you're wiping the direction from the front of the body to the back of the body. And then same for people with penises, too, it wouldn't be able to have quite the same effects. Um, but it could still cause like smells and other like issues because you're still dragging poop across like the perineum um and no one wants poop skin down there no one <laughs> want that <Damn. laughs> so,
1: there <laughs> it is folks right <laughs> all right
2: goodbye everybody
1: <laughs> hope nobody hey, tell us more about the vagina <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah um so another one that Uh, (laughs) that I've uh, learned growing up from school, classmates, all that stuff is that uh, the vagina leads to the rest of the body and everything's all connected and things can get lost. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of people that would come up to us during tabling had that concern with the um, like the Nuva ring and the birth control ring, like it getting lost. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything on that, but
0: yeah we we talked about it before a little bit like the trusty the trusty dusty i don't want to say trusty dusty the trusty cervix (laughs) is there to make sure that that doesn't happen the vagina is only like three to four inches long believe it or not it can expand during sex or for birth of course but it's only three to four inches long and it has an end
1: so things can't really mm. get lost if you think something did get lost chances are maybe you Maybe it came out when you just didn't recall, or you can't reach it yourself, and always going to, you know, your provider with that concern can kind of help to take care of anything that may or may not be in the vaginal chamber. And when I'm in school... (laughs) When I'm in school, I always ask if there are any Harry Potter fans when I talk about the vagina, because I talk about it the Chamber of Secrets. Nah. But there are any secrets, because I think it's lost. That's a
2: good one.
1: If
0: Ginny and Harry only knew... Gonna where they
2: going write really- that one down.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I swear, I swear, you gotta make money off that. <laughs> Next one. All
2: right. Um, another one is the whole idea of blue balls. And if you get aroused, you have to ejaculate. And, uh, again, growing up with a lot of, uh, you know, young guys and all that stuff, that, that was, like, it was just thrown around all the time. And
0: it's still it's still thrown around. Still thrown around a lot. I think what another person that I talked to in preparation for this episode—that's um, one of the ones that they said. Like, so just vaguely remember like hearing stuff about like having to ejaculate if someone's aroused or blue balls being a thing. Um, and it was interesting to hear, but debunking it right now—you heard it on Spilling the Tea with UHPP. It is not really a thing. Like, if someone gets aroused and they don't ejaculate like they might some people might experience like some sort of discomfort um in some way but it doesn't it's not something that someone has to do in order to like stop some sort of medical problem of some sort of injury or some sort of injury um there's also another idea health if people don't ejaculate in amount like every so often then like sperm build up and then like it can be a problem but sperm um they get reabsorbed by the body if they're not ejaculated out in a certain amount of time so there's nothing to get out they just go back into the ether so they don't they don't have
1: i was gonna say with like the discomfort um usually yeah i mean people can ejaculate with a partner or masturbate like by themselves (laughs) to really relieve Mm -hmm. themselves but also you know using like ibuprofen or some sort of advil or even like a compress taking a shower any type of like exercise or you know like chill athletic type of movement can help to alleviate that discomfort and people who have vulvas can also experience this type of discomfort mm. due to arousal but same thing you're not gonna mm-hmm. die although if this is something that people so you are talk constantly with... experiencing yeah. you should definitely talk to a doctor because we don't want people to be in pain. yeah but it's not an excuse to yeah. have sex and you know tell somebody the only way i can get rid of this is
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right it's, yeah. it's not further. like
0: like an obligation or something or a partner might have yeah. it is, it's not it is not that absolutely not and like you said Sarah people with bubbles can't experience it so we can call it blue genitals Ooh, generally and, Love that. Of, and then just reiterate yeah. that it's not <laughs> dangerous or absolutely have to get care of by ejaculation or orgasm
2: in any situation consent at all times
0: all time absolutely
2: um the next one is foreskin yeah mm.
1: I'll say, typically people born with penises have foreskin it's not necessarily a defect we talk about yeah, this yeah, to, yeah. like normalize the fact yeah. that penises look different and that's mm. okay right so do vulvas yeah. so do vaginas people in general look different and also yeah circumcision happening for a variety of reasons is not necessarily something that has to be done to like for health reasons, reasons. yeah yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Right, right. Yeah, a lot of it uh, in looking up data and stuff. A lot of it is it varies from country to country, even within state to state. Just different beliefs, cultures, and all that stuff. So it's you know it's it's not you know it's normal yeah. to have it. It's normal to not be circumcised. So yeah, mm-hmm.
0: okay. even yeah, just speaking to class, like for teaching how many people don't know that people with penises are born with one and that it's not like mm-hmm. a you might have it you might not <laughs> you, might have it, you might not. so yeah all that all that
2: right now down to menstruation uh periods get longer after you start having sex i did not know that was a, a commonly known myth
1: I mean, I don't know if it's common, but when I was talking to a few people about stuff that they grew up with, this was um, a point that somebody had made. Um, and I feel like, you know, periods can get shorter or longer, depending on a lot of different variables, not necessarily um, because uh, the sex people are engaging in. Right.
0: Interesting. That one's new for me, too. Yeah.
2: Yes, there you go. All right, now down to STIs. You can't get an STI from oral sex. We kind of touched upon oral sex and pregnancy earlier, but uh, in this case, it's a whole nother ball game.
1: Yeah, this is one mm-hmm. I feel like many people are surprised. Very good. I got it, David. Right. <laughs> uh, I think many people, whether it's oral sex like mouth on penis or mouth on vagina yeah. or mouth on anus, right? Like many people are surprised to find out that you can get an STI from oral sex anytime
0: specific
1: infected fluids are exchanged.
2: Yeah, again, mm-hmm. there are uh, condoms and enteliums to help with that, but... Yep, yep, it's um, all about
0: getting the tested.
2: All right, uh, number, next one. You can't get the same STI twice.
0: Why? it's a lie yes you can infinite amount of times (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah
2: Um, always want to make sure
1: we finish our medication regimen how we're supposed to don't stop taking it because stis can grow antibiotic resistant definitely um definitely definitely follow
2: all the directions doctor's directions um uh, this one I, I found interesting. Uh, you can get an STI from a toilet seat.
0: No, that's been around forever. That's been, that's that was a yeah. part of my childhood. <laughs> it was all, yeah. it's, it's been around forever. And no, usually when you think about like the germs and the viruses and the bacteria or sometimes even parasites, depending on what kind of STD it is that you're talking about, if it's hitting the air, um, it's not going to be able to survive long enough, even if it happened to be on some
1: surface that it could
0: affect somebody else. So that's not something.
1: And I think not that, um, really. There are a lot of like technicalities that need to happen mm-hmm. for this type of transmission yes. to occur. Uh, but yeah. like you were saying, oh my, it's not really like so you can use public restrooms. <laughs> yeah. You, you can, can always squat to you know yeah
0: yeah <laughs> there but, yeah, yeah. There's things you could do like in but most cases like things can't be transfer, transferred through um contact with that thing that someone came in contact with for some things possibly for most things no
2: right right yeah i uh, unfortunately saw like a, un, again going back to movies and tv shows uh, another thing was like a guy, like, using the bathroom and, like, getting crabs or something like that, and um, and that was, like, a focal point of the plot, and I don't know why, but hey.
1: Yeah, I can see that's something that would stick around, that like, yeah. type of imagery and idea.
2: Okay, if you are in a same-sex relationship, you can't get an STI. I mean, come on.
0: It's true. Yeah, that is, yeah. It's all about the fluids, people. Yeah, it's oh, all about the skin to skin. Intimate. Skin to
2: skin, yeah. Birth control helps prevent against STIs. Mm.
0: The only birth control that helps prevent against STIs is condoms and abstinence. If someone wanted, mm. like if, yeah, those two things. Not having sex at all and wearing a condom. Those are the only things that are birth controls and STI prevention. If it's not that, FBI's are in the ball- They're in the ballpark. They're in the. They're in mm-hmm. the realm of
1: possibility. And along with absence, oh. I would say like outer course maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as those fluids aren't being exchanged.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right. the outer course can get tricky too because there are the skin to skin things that can be transferred. Um. So mo- most of the time, like outer course is gonna be like a, and and for people who don't know what outer course is, it's. Anything that someone could do that isn't intercourse, that isn't, like, vaginal, you know, oral sex. Um, but, like, the outer course could involve, like, skin to skin contact. And if someone had, like, a STD that could be transferred first in the skin, like, genital or oral herpes or scabies? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, or ones like those, like, it could be transferred through outer course. But it's—the risk is lower with outer course in, in pretty much any circumstance.
2: Mm-hmm. and another one uh you can tell if someone has an sti
0: ha ha uh-huh. no <laughs> you can't
2: yeah yeah. i know uh, a big thing when i was young and probably still now is the whole idea of if you have like a common cold sore it's like oh boy they have you know herpes the sti
1: yeah, yeah, I hear that a lot when talking about different types of STIs and when asking this question. And I don't know if that could be an indicator that maybe something's going on, but not all, you know, yeah. blemishes and on the face or the mouth can be mm-hmm. brought back to an STI. Or you're really only going to know if somebody gets tested, if you have right. that conversation with people. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, that wraps up part one of our Let's Get Down to Bismuth episode. Join us next time for part two as we continue to debunk sexual health myths.
0: Thanks for joining us on Spilling the Tea with UHPP, where TEA stands for Truth, Education, and Advice Surrounding Sexual Health. Keep your cups and koozies on deck for the next one. Toodaloo!